You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Ismax. Ismax. Without imagination, an idea would be like a refrigerator. That is not an idea. A refrigerator is an idea. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Polly. And you're listening to Ear Snacks. And we're talking more about seeds. <gasps> Polly, how was your trip to the seed store? Oh my gosh, I had so much fun going to the seed store on a special trip for my birthday. Tell me all about it. Well, I got some seeds. Ooh. I got these seeds. Mm -hmm. And I got these seeds. Mm -hmm. I also got these seeds. Mm. Mm. And I got those seeds too. I haven't opened them up yet, so I don't know what they look like. Hmm. Well, they all sound different to me. Maybe they will look different, too. I'm curious about that, too. Should we open these up and um, have a look at what's inside? Ah! The phone's ringing. Hold on. Let's, let's answer the phone. Yeah, let's see who it is. Hello? Hi, Polly. Hello, Uncle Fred. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm glad to talk to you. Oh, Andrew, this is great because Uncle Fred knows so, 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 so much about seeds. What kind of seeds? Well, he knows about all the seeds, but specifically he knows a lot about peppers. You love peppers. Well, I do. What got you so interested in peppers? I saw some seeds, thought they looked interesting. I germinated a few. Wait, wait. What do you mean you germinated them? What does that mean? Well, it means you nourish the seed and they grow a little root and a little sprout. And then you transfer them to the dirt where you continue to fertilize them and grow them. So germination is the uh, the process of changing the seed into a plant. Ooh, that's a cool word to know. Germination. Germination. That's right. And you do that Ooh. in a warm place. In a warm place. A warm place. How many different kinds of peppers could there possibly be? Well, you might be surprised. They are notorious for being friendly with other peppers. Peppers are known for cross-pollinating. Cross-pollinating. So you can take two different kinds of peppers and come up with a whole different third kind of pepper? That's exactly right. I know some peppers are spicy and some peppers aren't so spicy. And dragons, I've heard, don't like spicy food. Like, they don't like spicy tacos and spicy salsa. Uh -huh. That's what I heard anyway. Yeah. How could I know looking at a pepper if it's going to be spicy or not spicy? Uh, it's tricky by looking at them. The only way you can tell if it's spicy or not is to take a little bite or break it open and touch your finger to it and then touch your finger to your tongue. And that way, if it's really hot, you'll only get just a little bit. The seeds are the hottest part of the pepper plant, so it gets spicier as you get into the pepper. Mm, okay, so avoid the seeds if I don't want it spice. That's right. Got it. We used to sell our peppers at the farmer's market in Memphis, Tennessee. And the first year that they had the world certified hottest pepper, that was called a boot jolokia. A what? Boot Jolokia. Jolokia. This was the first one that got certified the world's hottest. Whoa. But anyway, we had a couple come up and wanted to buy one, but walked away, and about 10 or 15 minutes later, here came the guy. His shirt was sweaty. Ah! He, oh, his face was red. Ah! 
And although I can't prove it, I think his hair was kind of sticking out from his head, too. <laughs> and I said, what did you do? And he said, I ate one. <gasps> I said, you're crazy. He said, I want to buy the rest of them. And he bought me out. <laughs> he liked it. <laughs> he liked it. I wonder, there are so many different places in the world, and there are so many different kinds of food, and, and some of them are spicy and some of them aren't, and they're all sort of different. Bigger or smaller, different colors, like black, brown, green, really many colors, and they have different shapes. I sort of wonder how that came to be. Well, when First Pepper met First Man down in Central South America, First Pepper was a little berry about a quarter of an inch in diameter, and they were just the perfect size for birds. Birds love to eat them. They ate all peppers. They would eat all of them. Even if it was hot, they were immune to the heat, and some of those birds migrate. Migrate. They fly. From South America to North America each year. Why would they leave their homes in South America? Why would they even do that? Well, when it gets cold, sometimes they go to warmer places. When it gets hot in the summer, they fly north to cooler places. And along the way, after they ate, they would have to poop. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, everybody poops. Everyone poops. <laughs> so, anyway, but they would poop this perfect little bite-sized pepper packet that had the seeds in it and the poop, which acted like fertilizer for the peppers and the plants. So they would fly to the next country up going north and have to poop. They'd be like, fly, 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 and then perfect pepper poop. Perfect pepper poop package. That's right. Ah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they would land on the ground, and uh, with the fertilizer and a little sunshine and rain, the pepper plants would start to grow. The three things that seeds need are earth and dirt, water, and sun. sunlight. But they'd be growing way far away from where they first started. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, the birds help spread them all over. Seeds got distributed all over the world in many different ways. Birds were just one of them. The seeds got spread up and down the flyways, but they also got spread by trading ships would take them east over the Atlantic to Africa and west uh, over the Pacific to Asia. All of a sudden, now you've got pepper seeds and peppers in Asia and pepper seeds and peppers in Africa, and then birds and man spread the pepper seeds to the rest of the world. In those different areas, they have different foods that they like, so they add their own peppers to wherever they want to and however they want to in all of the different food dishes they make. So what you've got is all of these peppers uh, in all of these different kinds of food all over the world. So all the time seeds are moving around, our food might be changing too. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today about peppers. And it's been great talking to you, Polly. Thanks, Uncle Fred. Talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Polly, can you believe that these tiny little seeds are really going to become as big and beautiful as those flowers in the pictures? I can, Andrew, because did you know that most things that have grown once started off very, very small? My name is Benedict Amelia. Charlie. Sam. Kalinga. How old are you? Four. 
and a half. But I'm nearly turning five. Five. Five years old? I am six years old. I am eight years old. And how tall are you? Um, I, I don't know. How tall am I? I think I did better myself there. You want to go and measure yourself? Yeah. All right, we'll go and measure you. I think I'm eight feet really tall. Eight feet tall? Yeah, I think. One hundred... 110. 110. I'm 118 centimeters. I am 1 meter and 28 centimeters. How big is a centimeter? A centimeter is as big as the width of your thumb. Oh, okay. Have you always been that big? Very small. When were you small? When I was a baby. How big do you think you will get? Oh, no. More tall. So tall? Well, humans usually only be like two meters or less. Eighteen. Eighteen feet. This tall? Ah, uh, very tall. I saw my daddy, maybe. My best guess is going to be like how tall my daddy or my mother are. Thanks, friends, for sharing. If you're listening at home, we're wondering, how tall are you? How tall do you think you will be? I think it's wonderful how things can grow. All kinds of things, like plants. And people. And ideas. Wait, ideas can grow? They can. And my neighbor Miriam knows a lot about how all those things can grow together. Yeah, our neighbor Miriam works for an awesome nonprofit here in Los Angeles called Peace for Kids. And she invited us to visit their peace garden. Hi, Miriam. Hi, Andrew and Polly. Okay, first of all, we already said Miriam's our neighbor, but she's an amazing artist, and she's one of my favorite human beings. Every time I see her, I just get a big smile on my face. (laughs) So, Miriam, we know that you work for an organization called Peace for Kids. What is Peace for Kids? Peace for Kids is a home for youth that are in foster care. So it's where we all come together and we share a space. Sometimes kids can't get the care they need from their parents. And that's where the foster care system comes in. Foster care is a place where some kids have to go away from their parents. Kids in foster care go away from home to live in a different place with another family that's called a foster family. And that doesn't always have to mean strangers. Sometimes it could be your aunt. Sometimes it could be a grandparent. It's just living away from home. Miriam, is there really a garden at Peace for Kids? There is a beautiful garden (gasps) at Peace for Kids. Can you tell us more about it? Yes. We call it the Peace Garden. The Peace Garden. We have a little lizard who lives in our garden. Does the lizard have a name? He does. His name is Tom. (laughs) (laughs) That is is quite a grown-up name for a lizard. (laughs) Tom is great. He has a bright blue belly. A blue-bellied lizard? It's so shiny, and he is so nice. He likes to say hi. We have all sorts of visitors from birds and butterflies and insects, and they all share the space with us. Awesome. Um, can we go to there? Yes. Can I take you to the Peace Garden? Yeah, and can you introduce us to any of your friends at Peace for Kids? Ooh, let me introduce you to Alex. Who's Alex? Good afternoon. My name is Alex Salter. Alex works on our Peace Garden, and he facilitates some classes with the kids. I originally hail from Bavaria, Germany, and I've been involved with the amazing Peace Garden at Peace for Kids in uh, Watts Willowbrook at the Boys and Girls Club for about the last two years. 
in gardening, you have to kind of get close. You have to get close to the plants. You got to get in there, get your nose in there, if you will. What does it smell like in the peace garden? There is rosemary, which I really enjoy the smell of. It's rosemary and lavender and mint. Rosemary is very nostalgic for me. It brings about a feeling from the past. We have lemongrass. That's another great scent. Lemongrass, fabulous. Fabulous. And those are probably the ones that uh, will catch your your nose's attention at the very beginning. Ooh, is there anything to eat? We have a very big artichoke plant that has receded from from a prior season and is actually now a three plants that are simultaneously growing together. Also, we have a tangerine tree. There is a beautiful kumquat tree. <gasps> what color are kumquats? Orange. They look like grapes, Ooh. but they're orange. Uh, well, you know how I feel about grapes, so, you know. Grapes are great. <laughs> <laughs> the kids quite enjoy coming by and uh, picking off fruit. And we have a variety of vegetables that we are growing that we're able to use for our uh, lunch menu. We get to pick the vegetables from it and make meals from them. We're making sure that our kids uh, on Saturdays are getting some healthy nutrition. So we see the process of the growth and then we can create something with it. Mmm, that sounds delicious. The kids in the garden have a lot of fun. They are loaded with questions on how things grow, when things grow, why do they grow, why does it look like that, why does it smell like that. I think it's very important for our kids uh, and for the future that the kids know where fruit and vegetables and our food comes from. If they helped plant those things from seeds in the Peace Garden, their faces light up as they grow and flourish. So, you know, tomato seeds themselves are uh, pretty small and, you know, can yield a very large plant. There's so much to know and learn about seeds, and it's definitely something that uh, even I still learn new things every day. Miriam, I love this Peace Garden at Peace for Kids. This is such a great place. It really is such a great place. Sometimes when kids are having a difficult time, they like to go to the Peace Garden and sit and watch the plants. They like to see animals come and eat the vegetables. Like Tom. Like Tom. (laughs) And so sometimes it's nice to sit and watch and to just think and meditate. And when you need space, it's a great place to gather all the scents and sit with the breeze and disconnect for a bit. Well, that sounds like a really great place, especially to have at Peace for Kids, because I think that if I had to leave my family and go to live in a different place with different people, I might have some really complicated feelings about that. That's a big change. It is a very big change. I used to be in the foster care system as well, and when I went, I was very young, and I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know what it was or why this was happening in my life. But I have this family now where we all understand that we're not really different from each other or from people in general. And we have a beautiful time connecting with one another. Miriam, how did the Peace Garden start? The Peace Garden started 20 years ago with my good friend Zaid. Can I introduce you to him? We would love to meet him and hear all about why he started the Peace Garden. Hello, 
My name is Zaid Gale, and I am the co-founder and executive director of Peace for Kids. Peace for Kids is a space where the kids in foster care get to come together and to feel a little bit normal. When I was a kid, we didn't really have gardens in my life, but my parents did make sure that I had the chance to get into nature and explore. And I was always amazed at the power of nature, how it was a phenomenal creator of life. When I started the Peace Garden 20 years ago, I really had no idea what it would grow into. When you have the opportunity to plant, you'll see things grow and you'll realize that those seeds have to endure through some challenges as well to get to the place in which they could be seen and bear fruit and provide nutrient and life to others. And we think that's how children should grow, you know? It's okay to have challenges. All those things help to give you the strength that you need to create whatever it is that you desire. That's why the gardens were important to us at Peace for Kids and why we still do it today. Youth in foster care do not have a time where they can be at complete peace, to be in a place where they can connect with themselves and connect with nature. And that's why the Peace Garden is really important. So seeds need earth and dirt, water and sun, sunlight. And what do kids need to grow? Kids need... We need lots of things. We need about the same stuff. Everyone. Love. Energy. Support. Sleeping. Food. Carrots. Vegetables. And blackberries. Time and patience as well. So, what do you think ideas need to grow? Ideas don't grow. Yeah, they do. Like, you have an idea in your head, and then it turns into something else. Like, if you had an idea to write a story, and your story grew into a book. What do our ideas, hopes, and dreams need to grow? Well, they're very much like pepper seeds. They're just like seeds. They take root in soil. An idea needs imagination, thoughts. There won't be idea if you don't think. Ideas need a lot of time. And they need the right nutrients. Put a little earth. The right water. Water it just enough for the pepper or whatever you're growing. Not too much. Yeah, not too much. Not too little. Just the right amount of wind. Just enough water. Just right. And let the sun shine. The right sunlight. sunlight. Be patient with it. All these things have to work together for a seed to fulfill its potential. And that is a lot like our thoughts. It's a lot like our ideas, our hopes, our dreams. A seed is just a seed. And a thought is just a thought if it doesn't have the right space by which to grow. And that's in your mind. In my head. And inside you, you keep it and you nurture it and you think about it. Probably you just build what's in your head. Whatever's in your head is what you should do if you agree on it. Do ideas ever need imagination to grow? Ideas are all about imagination. An idea wouldn't be an idea without power of imagination. Imagination is the key 
ingredients to an idea. Without imagination, an idea would be like a refrigerator. That is not an idea. A refrigerator is an idea. Like a gator. Tommy is made out of a refrigerator, but the refrigerator like has a gator head, a gator tail, and two gator legs. And how about a metabot? Synthetic butt. Do you use your imagination? Always. I never let go of it. And I talk to kids to learn about their imagination, and we support each other with it. Until you grow what you want, or the idea is something that you can put into practice. You'll be amazed at what emerges from it, much greater than you could have possibly imagined. We've had the privilege of seeing many young people in our program have their ideas grow into amazing possibilities. Kids have a lot of really amazing ideas, and we have to help them nurture them and hold on to them and watch them grow as well. For our community of youth of foster care, the power of a seed represents what is possible for their lives, which is anything that they could imagine. So Miriam, thank you so much for being willing to talk to our friends here. And take us to the Peace Garden. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And that's our show. Thanks for listening to Ear Snacks. We loved learning about seeds. All kinds of seeds. Thanks so much to... Amelia, Bennett, Charlie, Sam, and Kalinga for telling us about the seeds in their homes around the world. I like to plant seeds. I don't care which seed it is, I just want that it grows. Thanks to Fred Gray from Sparkling River Pepper Company in Northern Arkansas for telling us all about pepper seeds and bird poop. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Miriam, Zaid, and Alex from Peace for Kids for telling us all about how they help plant seeds and kid seeds and idea seeds (laughs) grow and flourish. Thanks for the opportunity to share a little bit about Peace for Kids and the work that we do. The power of a seed. I hope that you all will have a brilliant and amazing day. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew and Polly, for letting me be on the podcast. Love you. Bye.